The stock audio. <laughs> All right. So in full honesty, this is our second attempt at this because I am a terrible human being sometimes. And um, he means a perfectionist. Yeah. And I got to cut it out. But the Lord is working on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to do better. And y'all Tomorrow. Gonna be <laughs> and you guys are going to be here to witness it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I started, and here's where I'm going. Right? Can you believe in me like Jesus does? Yep. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I I'll be twitching, and you be the fell out <laughs> by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Getting better. Look, about to I'm willing to admit that Jonathan Davis has a problem. That's all I want y'all to know. That's honest. That's truth. That's true. I got issues. <laughs> But that's why we read this Bible that's on my computer, because I got issues. And I'm happy that I got brothers in Christ that uh, get to see me at my lowest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to Acts chapter 5, and um, we are talking about Ananias and Sapphira. And uh, I'm going to hop right in uh, for the second time around. but you know what? I think I, I think we got a good grasp. I think we had a good grasp the first time, but I ruined things. But anyways, <laughs> sometimes it's what I do. Good thing I was not Jesus, because none of y'all be saved. Um, so it says this, <laughs> chapter 5, verse 1. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. going to roll past that. Thank you. None of us will be. <laughs> If I was Jesus, there would be no such thing as salvation. I don't care if I die. Nobody say. I'm just saying with these inadequacies that I have, I, I probably would have stepped no off the cross, slapped everybody, and looked at the Father and said, get them. Get them. Oh, you want to play with my garments right here? Oh, oh you want to play dice over my garments? Okay, let me show you, you don't something. don't gamble in front of me my, over my, my stuff. That, that crown of thorns would have turned into a ninja star. <laughs> All of them. Watch this. <laughs> Just tearing people up. <laughs> but that's in my flesh. <laughs> that's not your spiritual Jesus self. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's not the best version of myself. <laughs> but I'm thankful that the Lord has, oh, has, has changed me. and He is my example, and I am not the example. Uh, Amen. Okay. Amen. Acts chapter 5, verse 1. But a man named Ananias... With his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, with her knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself a part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. And when Ananias heard these words, he fell down, breathed his last, and great fear came upon all who heard it. 
The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, because she was lying, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men had came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. And so, coming up to this point, people are selling their land. They're giving all of their portion to the apostles. They are, it says that everybody had everything in common. And there is this heart uh, and movement of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. of unity mm-hmm. and resources and surplus. But Ananias and Sapphira, as the Bible would say, Satan had their fill into their hearts and they decided to come and to deceive the apostles, not thinking a big deal of it, of saying, yeah, we sold our land and this is all of what we got for it. But that wasn't the truth. They kept some for themselves. So they were trying to appear something as if they that they weren't. And so, yeah, it didn't turn out well for them. Nope, didn't turn out well for them at all. So what are you guys thoughts on that? Paige is done. No, I'm not. (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, Paige, you kind of have a good explanation of why the, the, uh, I don't know, the punishment was so dramatic. I feel like that would be a good thing to talk about to really give a precedence of of the situation that the church is in right now. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. Um, (laughs) 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 He he, he slid, um, you know how people slide, like, when they're doing business deals. They'll write a number. It's like, well, how much do you want to make for this position? They'll write a number and they'll slide it other than the table. Mm-hmm. The other person will write what they feel like they should get and then slide it back. Mm-hmm. He slid it back. <laughs> on page now. I thought that was an illustration for Ananias Inspired. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. Just for <laughs> <the words. laughs> No, but Ananias mm-hmm. and Sapphira, they died. And they died for, it's, it's a multi layered thing. <laughs> it seems as though mm. Mm. that the spirit of JD has not overcome himself, <laughs> but has transferred over to Paige. <laughs> All right. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Got this. Come on. Uh, no. Um, but they. It was their heart posture, and their heart posture was in a place of deception. It was in a place of having a lack of reverence for the spirit of God that was very prevalent, Mm -hmm. and the glory of God dwelling in the early church was very prevalent, and they had a heart that Peter said that they allowed Satan to fill their hearts. And so because they allowed Satan to fill their hearts, Satan was influencing them. Mm -hmm. And because they were under the influence of Satan, God had to make a decision whether to allow them to live and continue to be influenced by Satan in the house of God or in the church or to end their lives to protect the church. 
And so they, obviously through the scripture, they died, but it was a protection that God was giving to the church, mm. guarding them from having Satan, for lack of a better word, running rampant among them or being in their midst through these two vessels who had yielded their mind and their emotions and their will to the enemy. And as I said before, most likely it would have been the beginning of a trail of actions that would have hurt the church. This was just the start. Mm. If anyone has ever been in sin or which we all have or started down a trail of sin, Mm -hmm. it gets easier the longer we do it or we Mm. get more comfortable. We get in that cycle Mm -hmm. and we rationalize why we do it. And the Bible talks about your conscience being seared or deteriorated. The more we yield to Satan, our conscience becomes more deteriorated or the moral compass that we have gets lowered. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that was happening in Ananias and Sapphira. And if they stayed in that state, it would have only continued and would have greatly hindered the church. Mm -hmm. And so God made a decision, not only for the church, but I believe for them in helping save them from what would have become of their lives in the future by ending their lives at that point before it got worse mm-hmm. and before it became a greater detriment to them and to the church. So would it be fair to say that the God of love will use your life as an example for the good Absolutely. or for the bad? Absolutely. Because in one instance, God allowed someone to die to save the world. Mm-hmm. In another instance, he allowed people to, to die to preserve the church. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is a very interesting dichotomy Mm -hmm. to me that, you know, some people say, well, if God's so loving, why would he allow them to die? Mm -hmm. But it's important that we look at the whole picture. Eternal perspective. And the er eternal perspective. And as we were even (coughs) speaking earlier, you said that it was almost a grace that God could have showed Ananias and Sapphira because it doesn't mean that Ananias and Sapphira didn't go to heaven right? because they could have been believers. Right. They were believers. And and Satan, yeah, Yeah. they were believers actually. But, and Satan was still able to have his way with Ananias and Sapphira and what they could have continued to do was Mm -hmm. deter the church. Yeah. The all powerful church. Yeah. Uh, but they could have been like a uh, bad seed that was not allowing the church to grow yeah. as how God wanted yeah. his church to. Or a bad seed growing within the church. Within mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he has allowed over time, but yeah. because of the infancy of the church yes, and can. its purity right. as it's a child, it's the same as you're not going to allow, make your child defend itself against a grown man who's trying to come in right. to attack it. You're mm-hmm. going to remove that grown man at this time. But when they're full grown and can defend themselves, yeah, you, may, you may not be as apt to step in yeah. to defend mm-hmm. your child because of the strength that has been built yeah. up in them. That's right. good. That's good. So, I mean, it's kind of like a, a, a revelation of who God is, right? Like mm-hmm. what the As situation father, is. Even, yeah. Exactly. And so like it, it's the same situation within Pharaoh when the Bible says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. When that, what that's actually like going back to, to the original language, it, it talks about that what the, the verbiage used is it says that God was pushing the heart in the direction that it was already going. Yeah. And so what that is, is God was revealing himself 
it was a revelatory yeah. encounter that he had with Pharaoh through all of the, the different um, plagues that were happening. Yeah. It was a revelation of God. Yeah. And within God revealing himself to Pharaoh, his heart, his response to God mm-hmm. in that revelation was hardening. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that we're seeing here yep. where God revealed who he is as a father and who he is uh, as, as his, for his ministry. Yeah. Um, and so we see that the response <clears throat> to that for his children yeah. was was the fear of the Lord. Right. Which is, is it, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy stuff. But another thing that I feel like is is there's value to talk about is Ananias and Sapphira being Christians, mm-hmm. being a part of the way. Yeah. Um, receiving Holy Spirit, um, but also then being influenced by Satan. Right. It can be a weird thing because yeah. we, when, when I mean, I think Hollywood and just like modern church thinks about possession being like you are possessed, like you are like yeah. fully control and like, you know, and then yeah. people say, oh, Holy Spirit, you have Holy Spirit, you can't be possessed. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the word that the Bible uses is demonizia, yeah. demonizia, something like that. Yeah. Be demonized. But demonized, yeah. uh, which means to be under the influence yep. of a demon, not to be under the control oh, of a demon of a demon. Right. I feel like there's value to, to differentiate those. Yep. hundred um, percent. So yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's very important because even though you're filled with the spirit, you have a will mm-hmm. and you can yield that will to the voice of God, or to the voice of Satan. And if you continue to yield your, your, your body, so to speak to the voice of Satan, you develop um, strongholds. You develop um, oppressions that come from that. And so, but Satan is trying to gain control over what is God's mm-hmm. by influencing what is God's. So he's wow. trying to become, and it's so funny to say, in a world of influencers and social media, he's trying to become the main influence in the life of believers and mm. in the church. He's trying to be the influencer of the church. Right, which is what we see yeah, here. Yeah, But it's also what we see within our church Just today. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the church, mm. that's why the apostles were right about the church being wise to the tricks of the devil mm-hmm. and um, resisting the devil. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say that if the devil wasn't talking to you or trying to lure Ooh, you and good. do all those things. Wow. They wouldn't even say that yeah. if it wasn't a thing. That's really good. So they're like, be wise to the tricks of the devil. Yeah. Resist the devil because mm-hmm. he's trying to infiltrate you yeah. and influence you and turn you against God. And so the church has to have a healthy understanding, um, even what um, Pastor J.D. was talking of, of spiritual warfare mm-hmm. and and really that dichotomy of how um, the, yet you're filled with the spirit, but yet the kingdom of darkness is coming against you mm-hmm. to turn you against mm-hmm. your own kingdom. Yeah. And 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 in kingdom terms, it's, it's like betrayal or treason. Mm-hmm. It's like if we were to turn against America. Yeah. And so Satan wants you to do that and to turn against as Judas did. Mm-hmm. As, um, he, as, as Satan did. Yes, as Satan did. Yes, yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's important that we understand that because we're filled with the Spirit and because we're saved doesn't mean that the enemy won't try to turn us away from God. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean yeah. that um, all of our problems, so to speak, are solved or that we won't have conflict with 
this kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. It actually means the opposite. Your conflict with the kingdom of darkness has now upped because of the ability and the potential you have mm -hmm. of doing damage or destroying the works of the kingdom of darkness now mm -hmm. as a believer, yeah. as opposed to you being unsaved or um, a sinner, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so now because we have the potential to do such damage, he's trying to influence those who would basically be the biggest threats to his That's kingdom. That's good. That's so good. Yeah. So it's, go ahead. No. So with the context of us being children of God and being believers, but being able to sin mm -hmm. still and to yeah. fall short, <clears throat> how in the context of first John chapter three, does this all balance out? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read some of it. And it says, beloved, we are God's children now. Mm -hmm. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who hopes in him yeah. purifies, purifies right. himself. It's a continual thing. Right. Everyone who makes a practice of a practice of sinning mm -hmm. um, also practices, practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Yeah. You know that he appeared. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him, talking about Christ, there is no sin. No one who abides in Christ keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen Christ or has known Christ. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Mm -hmm. No one born of God makes a practice <clears throat> of sinning mm -hmm. for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this is by this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Mm -hmm. And so. You know, in this context of being, I know you love this, this, mm -hmm. that, that chapter. Um, so what does it look like to be a Christian? Mm -hmm. But to also sin, mm -hmm. but to not keep on sinning and practicing sin and lawlessness and not giving Satan a foothold in, in, in this area. Because we just said, you know, Ananias and Sapphira could have been people who were saved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And God could have showed them grace before they continue to keep on sinning and practicing lawlessness yeah, and becoming and, 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 and those things. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important to realize <clears throat> salvation in and of itself. You become a Christian because you decide to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus accepts you into his family because you decided to be in his family. Mm hmm. And you can decide not to be mm -hmm. in Jesus's family. And so, and that's in a nutshell what that scripture is talking about. You can decide to abide in Christ, which changes your behavior from living a lifestyle of sin or practicing sin on a continual basis. Or you can go back and just yield yourself to the sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But, in Romans 6, um, we read that earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To whom, the Bible says, to who you yield yourselves to obey, that's your master. Mm -hmm. 
And so if you yield yourself to Satan as a believer, mm-hmm. you are now choosing Satan as your master now. Mm-hmm. You are doing that. Jesus To continue to practice yeah. lawlessness and sin. And lawlessness is the spirit of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. That's in, Do as thou wilt. Yeah. And that's in uh, Thessalonians. Wilt. Wilt. In Thessalonians, it says that the man of lawlessness will appear. He said, but the, that the spirit of lawlessness is already at work in the earth. Mm-hmm. And so Satan is trying to infiltrate through the spirit of the Antichrist lawlessness in the children of God. And the Bible says there will be a great falling away. Mm-hmm. Before the day of the rapture, it's called, or the catching away is the actual term that is used. Mm-hmm. But it's because it said they don't love the truth. But they rather would believe a lie than the truth. That's the actual scriptures. They would rather believe a lie than the truth. So you willingly wanted to walk or follow after lawlessness or follow after disobedience to God. You chose your destination. Mm. Jesus didn't. Mm. And so your will is such a powerful thing. Yeah. And so as a believer, if you choose to continue with God, then he always will identify as your father because he is faithful. He is constant. He is just. It's us who are flaky or as the Bible calls double minded. Mm -hmm. And so you decide, in essence, who your spiritual father is, whether it's God Mm -hmm. or whether it's going to be the devil by how you choose to live or the voice you choose to obey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same thing. Uh, go ahead, Luke. I was just going to say, like, in a natural household, like, your parents had a set of boundaries or rules or a, a system in place mm-hmm. that if you, if you were going to abide in their house and in their kingdom, so to speak, mm-hmm. you abided by those things. But if you don't want to abide by the laws of that kingdom, you mm-hmm. leave that kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and just because you make a mistake in that kingdom doesn't mean that there's not grace no. for it. But if you are choosing to step out of that. Yeah, to live a lifestyle, a lifestyle that is that's against that kingdom. That. Yeah. Not just you made a mistake or you fell. But yeah. if you're choosing to live a lifestyle that is not. I f- yeah, I feel like that's the hard part in this story. Yeah. With Ananias and Sapphira. It's just like it feels like to me is that they had a weak moment. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like mm-hmm. on his face. It's like, dang, we don't know their backstory, right? Yeah. It's that Satan has had his fill with yeah. you, though. Yeah. And so this could have been consistent. There was a progression there. There was a series of yeses there yeah. that yeah. allowed them to really, you know what I mean? For something, though, to us, it was like, so they kept a little bit of money mm-hmm. for themselves. But, you know what I mean? Like, I think, too, what sticks out to me is it talks about them conspiring, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They talked about this. hmm it was conspired. Like so it, what it's we're like, gonna, like it was what we're, what we're we gonna do it is law. this is the yeah. money we got, but this is how much we're gonna keep. But yeah, we're gonna we're give. Conspired. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna yeah. tell them that we gave yep. all the proceeds from our land and this, yeah. and which is very very deceptive. Yeah, for no reason. reason. Yeah. And Peter said that he's like, Why? there was literally no reason <laughs> for you to be so deceptive, up except if Satan has had us filled with you. Yeah. There, there, and that is the thing. It's just like. That, that is so true. Like, when you have to lie about things that you don't have to lie, lie about, about or do things that you know you don't have to do, but you do them anyways, that goes, that is an example and fruit of that Satan has had a part in your will. Yes, and he's definitely influencing you. And he's influencing, influencing you. you. That doesn't necessarily mean that 
God can't restore that. Yeah. But if you make a practice of that yeah. and you keep living in that mm-hmm. and to, to the point to where you no longer need to be repentant in yeah. that, yep. that's where you are allowing yourself to now transfer yourself from the kingdom of God yeah, and him being your master yeah. to choosing to want to go with the lawlessness yeah. of Satan because of your being driven from your yeah. more yeah. sensual or your, your desires, desires, your whatever your it may be, instead of loving the truth yes. and loving the master and loving God. So yeah. what is the response to that, though? <clears throat> the response to what? The response to someone who has been living like a lawless life, mm-hmm. who has made the choice to live in sin. Um, and, and so who would be qualified in that area? of lawlessness Mm -hmm. paul paul said allow satan to have his way with them and and then once their life is broken up i pray that that person doesn't die because of their decisions or things like that i think the ultimate i'm trying trying to go ahead finish your thoughts yeah yeah, um paul says that give them over to satan so that then they through through that decision they will see that they need god yes you know and they would they would be won back Mm mm-hmm um, so I feel like the ultimate goal of God is to get them to lead them back to repentance mm-hmm. yeah, and to turn back to him mm-hmm. through a series of events. And that goes back into the, what we're talking about, the judgments of God, which is not the wrath of God, but decisions that God makes as the judge. And I feel like we have to, as the church begin to incorporate that part of God mm-hmm. and emphasize that part of God to believers because it's a foreign concept. Mm-hmm. And we hear the question, if God is so loving, why would he allow this or why would he do that? God has to make tough decisions every day mm-hmm. as the judge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not as the father, not as the savior, not as the friend. But as the judge, mm-hmm. he has to make tough decisions for the best um, interest of the people, of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so someone's going to get the short end of that. Because but, we will all say that it's not evil to remove a, a bad apple, so to speak. A bad apple, or someone who—I mean, just think about someone who does incredibly gruesome things. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It—it—it's it, like all sin is detestable to God. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but He's the one that decides. Okay, well, where is the line? Yeah, like we don't like to say, well, where's the line? Where's the line of sin? Yeah. I can only sin up to five hundred times until God forgives me, or whatever it yeah. may be. It's not about that. It's about your heart posture and God saying what He's willing to allow you to do as He, Him being yeah. the judge, yeah. and your decisions and how the repercussions of your sin yeah. decisions and how He flows with those yeah. things because He is gracious. He does have mercy, yeah. but he still is God. Right. He still is master. And, and it goes <laughs> and so back. So he still has, and, and he still has judgment. And it goes back to his will. His mm-hmm. will still has to be done. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying, how we as individuals can affect the whole body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Israel going into the promised land. God had to allow, he made a judgment to allow a whole generation to die out. Mm-hmm. So that a new generation could be risen up to receive the mm-hmm, promise. Mm-hmm. He said, these people cannot go mm-hmm. because of their heart posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have mm-hmm. a complaining heart. They have a grumbling heart. They have an ungrateful heart. And they saw all of my marvelous miracles, such as have not been done up until that time, he said. He said, but they still grumbled and grieved me. Mm-hmm. He said, these people can't go because they're unsatisfied. Yeah. There's no pleasing them. And so I have to make a decision to let them die out so that the next generation can come in with a new Mm -hmm. heart posture like Joshua and Caleb and build off of that a people who I can be in covenant with and be pleased with. And so God sometimes has to make decisions like Mm -hmm. that, like Mm -hmm. 
you're going to hurt the greater good of everybody. I made a promise to Abraham to give my people a promise. And that's my will. Mm -hmm. But you guys are hindering my will. You yeah. set it back 40 years. If, if we're, if we're technically yeah. talking, yeah. yeah, what, what wasn't supposed to happen. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you actually caused the one, the leader who I had to become so frustrated with you guys to where he did something to where I can't let him go into the mm -hmm. promised land. And so it's like I have to shift this whole thing for the will to That's be crazy. done and to come in. Mm -hmm. And But I think we don't always look at God like that. It's happen to make those hard decisions. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it took Moses so many years to get the people out of Egypt, but it took 40 years for the, the Egypt to get out yeah. of the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the, you're, what you're saying is, like, the, the church today yeah. opens up doors yes. for the church to be influenced. Because I don't think we talked yeah. about it in this in this session. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have walks as individuals, and we can open up spiritual doors for us to be attacked as yeah. individuals. But in the same sense, us being a part of a community, we can open up doors to our community and mm -hmm. to our church. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so that is a, a thing that, that we're not just contending for our own Personal, walk yeah for yeah personal we're, life yeah. yeah we're also contending for our church mm -hmm. and and, 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 and i think that it's it's i mean i, I feel like there is a, a factor 100 percent that you know if you are invested in a community that you should be praying for your community especially yes. leadership right um yeah. and I, I mean it's because i mean i i, I we pray for our leadership yeah. You know, we, we try to pray for our leadership multiple times a week. Even you being in leadership and yeah. and and having that experience. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's just a factor of like there there are uh, people out there. And I mean, J.D. Has, has I mean, J.D.'s been a victim of people speaking curses. I've been a victim of people speaking curses. Paige, yeah. I, I know that you've yeah. been a victim of for people sure. speaking curses. Mm -hmm. And there is like a season in, in Ray and I's life where our ministry, there was, there was so many people that were speaking curses and, and I don't, I, they, I think they were ignorant to it. Mm -hmm. It was just like modern day gossip, yeah. Yeah. but it was ultimately, they were, they were speaking curses over yeah. our ministry and mm -hmm. over us. Mm -hmm. Planting seeds of dissension and yeah. division and things. 100%. And it yeah. wasn't until Ray and I sat down and we like, we were just bound the curses and we prayed against all of the curses right. and we loosed you know, peace. We lose the joy of the Lord yeah. over our ministry. We lose the freedom that, that he died for over right. our ministry. And yeah. it wasn't until that moment where we actually felt a release mm -hmm. yeah. from the ministry that we're over. And, yeah. and, but it's the same thing, like as people in the community of our church, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I call them up to do that because that is what we need as leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. because of the battles and the that are over our And heads. leadership to do the same for them. 100%. Right. Yeah, because it's easy for leadership to even vent about the burden That's of good. the church. Mm -hmm. And um, Chelsea, and I even prayed this prayer with Chelsea this morning. I said, if there's ever, I, and I was praying to the Lord, I said, Lord, if there's ever been a time that I've been venting about your people and the authority that you've given me over them, mm -hmm. and I'm venting about them as far as like too much pressure or not, whatever it may be, frustrations have. I have. I said, if ever those words were falling upon people as a, mm. a curse or ill will towards them, or if I wish that they would go away or whatever it is, I'm like, Lord, forgive me. Because yeah. I don't ever want to be a leader that cannot look at God's people the way that God looks at his people, yeah. ever. That's, that's right. good. You know what I mean? And I always want to know that there are treasure yeah. in God's, that is always right. what's on the forefront of my right. mind. Yeah. And if I even come mm. close to 
Mm-hmm. If I even come close to thinking about something negative, I normally try to catch myself yeah. and say, like, Lord, that's not a thought from you. That's a thought from Satan. Yeah. That's Satan wouldn't have his way to say, like, they're against you. Yeah. They don't they don't believe in you as a pastor. They don't believe in you as a leader. Da, 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 da. That's Satan saying yeah. those things. But the opposite is true. Yeah. They do believe in me as a leader. They yeah. do believe yeah. in me yeah. in those things. Right. And, it, and, and me being able to... That's why the Bible says that 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 not everyone should desire to be a teacher, right? Or like someone who who feeds the flock and all that, yeah. because they're going to be oppressed more and they're going to be judged more harshly yes. mm-hmm. uh, by God because yeah. of you the authority, the word. influence. So then it comes into this com- the complexities of all the stuff we've been talking about of God and His judgment because He was not going to allow someone to continue to influence His people and for them to inf- and for them to influence His people in such a way that's negative that then something doesn't come to their life to rectify that right. thing mm-hmm. because He loves His church too much. Right. And this is why pastors get it. It doesn't mean that God hates them. No. This is why pastors get exposed. Yeah. I believe God loves Carl Lentz. Oh, I absolutely. Carl Lentz has an amazing gifting. Absolutely. But the way that Carl Lentz was living and not just to call him out, and I'm, I'm happy that he had with and I'm happy that he's being restored Absolutely. and all those things. Absolutely. But because of his influence, he his 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 anointing is going to be more amp magnified. Yeah. Or like people yeah. it's going to be a closer thing. We were talking about that yeah. earlier today. The heavier anointing that someone has or the, the blessing or the gifting, it magnifies your your sin and your flaws. Your flaws yeah. And I think that's a good thing because mm-hmm. the more influence you have, yeah. you need to be more aware of the flaws that you have. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Lord is saying like yeah. don't desire not all desire to be teachers because you got to know what you're signing up for. You're not just signing up to be a person mm, of influence. You're signing up for more judgment. It's not a light thing. It's a responsibility. I mean, I think that David or not David, I'm sorry, Moses, you know, when he was leading the people through the wilderness, he set the example for it where the people were like rebelling against him so many different times. Mm -hmm. And each time the Lord said that he was going to like, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. But every single time Moses fell on his face, it like, just like, Balling over, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and yeah. that was a conviction for me, where you know, you know, people are doing these things, and I see Moses do that, and it's like, what, what, yeah, that there, that statement right there goes to show that God has a character mm-hmm. and a nature yeah. mm-hmm. that Moses could turn the per, the the, the mm-hmm. God, the judgment, the wow, judgment of God, yeah, because that. That's proves, what true intercession that, that, is. That, that mm-hmm. proves our point right there that mm-hmm. God has judgments yeah. and that in the way that we relate to him in our relationship can change his judgments because he literally said he was going to destroy the people of Israel. And Moses pleaded. He says, no, you said, God, you said that you are compassionate. Yeah. You were the one who says that, you, you know, what I mean, it's the whole it's Exodus. What is it? Uh, Thirty four. Yeah, um, I believe it is yeah. uh, uh, where it got, it's all about God's character. And so then when Mo- Moses uses God's character to speak to him mm-hmm. about it. He's like, God, this doesn't look gracious. This doesn't mm-hmm. look compassionate. Yeah, yeah. This is this this isn't that. And so mm-hmm. people are gonna think you brought us out here just to destroy us. Mm-hmm. And it says that it turned God for him to be true to his nature mm-hmm. and his character. But wow. it doesn't mean that he wasn't going to give the judgment. Yeah. And so when God yeah. makes decisions, wow. he makes wow. it out of a character. He mm-hmm. makes it out of his personhood of mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. I think it's so it's crazy. That's good. I think it's so good to see and to recognize God's heart of mercy and compassion and also his eternal perspective in knowing things. Like when, when Moses interceded for them, God um, held back his judgment um, from the people of Israel, even knowing 
that in the future, and I believe he knew what Moses didn't know, mm-hmm. knowing in the future that judgment was going to come anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they weren't going to change their heart. Mm-hmm. But he could have started again with Moses. Yes, he was going to spare yes. Moses. And I believe God was trying to start it sooner, the mm-hmm. process. But because Moses had so much compassion and he loved them and he interceded for them and he honored his relationship with Moses, he had mercy and compassion on Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. and even held back his judgment, which shows the long suffering of God, Mm -hmm. even being right. Mm -hmm. He was trying to do. Sorry. Sorry. And it's so funny because we look at God and sometimes we look at things and we think, it's less the decision is less compassionate than what it is. Mm. But God mm. has seen from so many different perspectives and angles that we have not. He's mm. seen the whole grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we when we look at the judgments of God, which make him just, yeah. and, and we have to trust without understanding. Mm-hmm. It's just I think what's hard yeah. in that it's hard to believe that. Your fa- your own personal decisions and failures give you the short end of the stick of God's judgment, and that there still is a bigger picture outside of you. Mm-hmm. Like if you were Ananias and Sapphira, yeah, God allowing them to die, yeah, was the best for decision. the for the infancy of the church. It yeah. sucks to be Ananias and Sapphira, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But God did it for the bigger picture of the church. But right. it just goes to show, like, the reality of you being gay. Thank you. The reality of not that God doesn't, this is the complexity of God that he loves us so yeah, much. He loved them. He loved them. Yeah. But he still did what was best for his, his total bride in his church. Mm-hmm. And we always need to keep that in balance of what, when we're making decisions. Because yeah, we can get so focused in and sucked uh, in. About that he loves me, he loves me, he loves me, I can act however I want to. Mm-hmm. And that, that doesn't exempt you. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that, that doesn't body. exempt yeah. you, but that yeah. doesn't exempt you from his judgment right. in order to do what's best for his body. Yes, he does love you. Yep. He loves you so much that he, he loves you so much and he loves his body so much that he will figure out how to deal with you now yep. so that you don't become a problem later yeah exactly. and that is a and that is a that that's what i think is what fear and reverence is to yeah, me yeah is that i could be this pastor that is living my life where i could do all types of crazy stuff but because i not because of my love for god but literally out of my fear of like god what implications does that bring on me for my family yeah for our church what does that bring what is what does our body have to go through with me as one of the leaders in our church go out there and just act based out of my sensual nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? And do those things. And out of the reverence and fear of God and the judgment of what that would bring to my life, Mm. I choose like, yep, nope, I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need to go over here. Yeah. She's pretty, but she's not my wife. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? These parties will be fun, but I got to drive home. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and not saying that driving home or appreciating, (laughs) you know what I mean? And drinking and all those things are the worst thing ever. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And learning how to appreciate women's beauty is a thing. Like that's, you know, without going into lust, lust, Mm -hmm. being able to go and to sit down and enjoy, uh, um, you know, whether it's a glass of wine or people, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but there is a point to where I can't allow those things to become more of my idol of like, oh, yeah, I love hanging out with people. I love to go out and have fun. And then that takes my character to a place that it cannot be sustained. Yeah. Along with the will of God, will of God for my position in the church. Yeah. And so I always have to be on aware of, okay, Lord, like 
you know, when I'm around these people, what what do I need? How do I need to act? What is your will in this space yeah. for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How comfortable can I be? Do I need to keep my guard up? Do I need to keep my guard yeah. down? How much what can it, I share of myself? Much, yeah, it, all yeah. those things play a factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the Bible says that you do need to be able, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. You don't know which way it's going. And we as believers have to be so dialed into that so that we don't give Satan a foothold yeah. mm-hmm. in each and every context that we're living yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's so important. Are we gonna say something? No, nope. I was gonna say I think it's so important for, and this is more gender specific for us as as men, especially men in ministry and leadership. This goes for women too, but I'm just speaking in context. From of our men, perspective, my you have more of experience. a perspective yeah. from a man. Yes, because you're not a um, woman. right right right. (laughs) and so but like learning your strengths and your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and coming to grips with those and living your life accordingly Mm. yep me and jay had a conversation about this other day yeah clean up when i messed up yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you after luke but uh, (laughs) so you gotta know what you can say on the podcast what what you can't say on the podcast that's a song those it's an old Song about a king spiritual. Some people may know it, some people may not. But um, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and being in tune with them is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing for men, especially young men, is learning how to be around attractive women as a leader mm-hmm. and not go um, into lust or a certain place in your thoughts which if you allow to circulate long enough will turn into actions, mm-hmm. but to appreciate that, but discipline yourself and learning how to function and be a relationship with people that you have to minister to. Mm-hmm. You can't be a true minister of God, but like, Lord, I can't minister to any pretty women. Right. So all the women that you bring in this church <laughs> got to be subpar. So what does that say about all the women you do minister oh, to? Fine. Oh, I, I ain't pretty enough <laughs> to be over Come there. On Come on up, young lady. Come, Come on, on up. <laughs> I can lay hands on you. I can lay hands on you. No problem. <laughs> you ugly enough for me. Come <laughs> on up. Come on. <laughs> Women not wanting to come up to get prayer. They just know they pretty. <laughs> they just know they pretty. I'm not. I'm not I'm going not. up there. You heard what he you. said. You. Get up here with your ugly self. Right now. <laughs> but no, like, it's... It's a real thing, though. Yeah, it's, right. It's Legit. a real thing, Legit. and and we have to learn how to <laughs> how to function and learn the boundaries. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is so key. Learn the boundaries of each relationship, mm-hmm. because as the body of Christ, we build personal relationships with people. Yeah, and I know there are, and this is just candidly speaking, and me and Pastor JD were talking about this. There are women that I, I'm friends with that are other believers. Who I can hang out with them, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. There are some women I cannot. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't be together alone. No, it because be good for your mind. it's or not good for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and people will say, "Well, you should be able to because you're a pastor." Okay, you might be right in theory. Yeah, I, yeah, but you don't but, need to but, put but yourself. But knowing in. myself, mm-hmm. I'm putting up boundaries that keep my integrity, mm. yep. that keep the integrity of my wife and mm-hmm. my family and also my position in the church. And I will make this another note. If you're the only one creating what your boundaries are, they're probably not good boundaries. Yes. <laughs> Husbands, 
and to wives. Yeah. Listen, yeah. husbands, listen to your wives about your boundaries. Yep. And wives, listen to your husbands. Yeah. Or who's speaking into your life. You are not a good judge of your boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that right now, and yeah. I will say it again. Yeah. You yourself. In most cases. Sometimes in, you in are. Mo- sometimes you know, yeah. But most times you're not. I haven't met a person yet that's best at knowing their own boundaries. I didn't say the best. I said something <laughs> you know your boundaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do know your boundaries. Yeah, yeah. But some, you should have someone speak into your life that knows you and a perspective because we all only see in part. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What are, now, let's get back to Ananias and Sapphire because this has probably gone so far. Yeah. But um, they didn't know their boundaries. <laughs> really, really, uh, but anyways, um, where are we at in time? Probably like forty-five. I think we could probably end. I around think here. that. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, that was good. It was. I think that was really good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of wise, I think my wife has called me three times since I've been on this. So yeah, I got track practice in like ten minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, got to do those hurdles. <laughs> well, right. how about That's good. when you guys like to pray us out? Yes, I can. Thanks. Perfect. All right. <laughs> talking this whole time Father, we thank you for this podcast we thank you for all the insight all the revelation every perspective that you've given i pray that the content was edifying that would build and exhort and and comfort your body and i pray that they would have hearts to receive and to receive any wisdom or counsel that they may have needed from this as well as embrace you as the judge and embrace the the reverence and, and fear of the Lord in their lives to keep us on the straight and narrow and to limit and to cut out even Lord the the influence of the enemy in our lives and to continue to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's funny. <laughs>